a hospital birth, two free births, and so much more. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Pure Dula podcast, where we chat all things home birth, hot takes, business, and more. I'm your host, Catherine, the Pure Dula. On this week's episode, I welcome Rhonda. Rhonda and I discovered that we could chat for hours. <laughs> and it's great. Rhonda is a known is known as Sovereign Mama on Instagram and I linked everything about Rhonda down in the description below. Definitely give her a follow. Rhonda's a birth worker who shares that her first birth was like many births, a hospital birth. What she learned about that one and then how she went on to have two free births. Rhonda shares about how cannabis helped her severe morning sickness when nothing else would. How we need to listen to women who experienced free births and not the flawed medical system. Uh. Right. <laughs> Mind you, Rhonda is down in Australia. Uh. So that just shows you... If you haven't realized by now that the medical system worldwide is all the same and all flawed. How women need to practice stillness at the end of pregnancy and so much more. She's a water pusher. (laughs) Um, If you've ever seen like those Kangen water machines, like I... It's a dream of mine to have one. They're, they're so cool. Rhonda is brilliant because she also chatted with me about how she offers to other doulas and to moms that she supports to birth in living water. Free of... Oh, you heard an airplane? Mercy heard an airplane. Free of heavy metals, which like blows my mind. I've never thought about that. So you definitely want to... The airplane went away. <laughs> You're definitely going to want to listen to this episode. It's so good. It's so, so good. Rhonda's just amazing. I had so much fun. Uh, let's get into it. Rhonda. Hello. Hey. Can you hear me? Oh, yay. Yeah. Cool. That's exciting. <laughs> yay. How cool. I was like, oh, my God, this link isn't working and my microphone is being dumb. <laughs> I know it's always something with this, with trying to record with this link. I swear it's not just yeah. you. <laughs> I feel like it's funny every time you go to do a live or a podcast or anything. There's like a good ten minutes at the beginning where like can can you can you see me? Can you hear me? La la la. <laughs> all these kind of communication problems. You think after yeah. the last couple of years of doing all these zooms and everything that people would be like down with all the tech things you know but they still exist right (laughs) but absolutely not I'm still like what (laughs) but I'm glad we got to finally do this yay and I'm so excited anything to talk about birth honestly (laughs) yeah and I get excited every time I hear an Australian accent (laughs) oh yes yes I know it's funny that yeah you get that a lot from um Americans yeah, we're easily entertained. <laughs> I know. Well, I find it. I find it really interesting that like you are one country, but you have like different accents in every state. Yeah, but you are in the same country. You know, I find that interesting. 
Yes, yes, it's so true. It's funny because um, I have friends here from Bulgaria that um, come over for the summer work. Yeah. And, um, I was just talking to them about that because I'm like, oh, I love accents. Like, they're so cool. And and I'm like, yeah, you guys, depending on where you are in America, like, we all sound different. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. So it's just interesting. But, um, <laughs> and just different cultures, too. I think these, it kind of seems yeah. like you have different cultures over there. Well, yeah. I guess you do in every country, really. We do here as well, I guess. But I don't know. We're just smaller. I think I remember reading a thing um, not long ago, like, Australia is – um, smaller than state of Texas. Oh, really? I was like, oh, wow. Yeah, like I didn't realize that like Texas was that big. And then like wow. the, that America was that big. Like, oh, true. Yeah, well, Texas like, is big. I used to actually, we used to live in Texas. We're in New Jersey now, but before we were back here in Jersey at the beach, we were living in Texas. And before we were in Texas, we were living in Las Vegas. We drove from Las Vegas to Texas. Wow. It's huge because once we got into Texas, we were like, oh, cool. We're, we'll be in Dallas in no time because we were moving to Dallas. Yeah. And it was like another eight hours of driving. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> crazy. Is ginormous. But I thought Australia was much bigger than Texas for sure. Yeah. No, we're like a, like a little, well, not a little. So it's like so tiny in comparison. Like when you, even like other countries and stuff, it's like we're actually like so small as a country. And because we're like so stand, I feel like we're so far away from everyone. Like when you look at everything, it's like we're like down in the south. Yeah. Just in our own little standalone country. Whereas like, you know, the States, you're connected to like Canada and Mexico and South America. Like I think you can drive, you can probably drive all the way through there. Like um, we don't right. have anything. Like it's just our country. Like Europe, you can drive through tons of countries. Like Africa, you can drive through tons of countries. Whereas, like, our country, it's just us. You know, and then we've yeah, got New Zealand, so. like, you know, a couple of hours flight away. And then Antarctica is, like, I don't know, not far away from, like, the south of Australia. It's like, what? Wow, and then that's, that's it. Wild. I think, you know, Bali and that is probably the closest to us, which is like, a lot of Australians go to Bali for holidays and that. Nice. Yeah, kind of feels oh, my like gosh, I would love alone. that. Yeah. That's really cool. I've never been to Australia, but I always, you know, loved the accent and always thought it was cool and everyone's beautiful in Australia. You guys have like cruise and that's cool and like pretty beaches. Yeah. <laughs> it's super nice because where I'm on the Gold Coast. So I'm in Queensland. Like um we live like five minutes away from the beach. Nice. So it's super nice. And it's quite nice where we are because it's kind of like um, you know, five minutes to the beach, like ten minutes to the bush, half an hour drive to the rainforest. And there's like so wow. many different types of locations around here. So it's quite a nice um, place to be. Like, it's a lot small. It's like a small city, but it's really nice. That sounds really cool. Yeah. Really, really cool. Um, so obviously we could talk forever just about <laughs> Australia All the things. and, like, the size of Texas. <laughs> but um, let me get on track because I easily am, like, distracted well. And <laughs> I know, things. same. <laughs> but so you are a birth worker and um yes you're you home birthed correct free birth yes twice free birth so, love it yeah. even better <laughs> yeah. so two out of my so three cool. babies are free birth babies yeah that is so so cool so um yeah. you know we were saying like you know if you, for you to share your birth stories 
um, and then like talk about what you offer and stuff like that. So really like whatever you feel like sharing, like I'm so down to listen to because I, I love hearing free birth stories and even how um, I've had many women share how they've had like a hospital birth and then they went to free birthing and like why that they yeah. need that transition and stuff like that. So yeah, I'll give you the floor. Rhonda. Yeah. You can do a little intro and then get into your story. Yeah, cool. Yeah, because that was pretty much the same. I feel like it's a really common story. It's a really common experience because that was the same for me. Like um, my oldest is 10 and a half and she was a hospital birth. So that was a very generalized pregnancy birth experience and all that kind of stuff. I went through the doctors. I and like I was 25, 26 and I was so like when I look back now to the things that I know compared to then, I knew nothing, like absolutely nothing. I just expected like to be like, yay, you're pregnant. Okay, well, these are your options. You can go through a midwife. You can do this. You can do that. I was expecting that to happen and it never happens. Like I would have liked to have had a midwife um, for my first birth, but it just didn't happen. I went through shared care, which is through a GP, like a doctor here. Um, and then, you know, it was all very normal. Like, I, I didn't go to any classes. I wasn't offered any classes at the hospital or anything like that. So I was completely unaware of anything. You know what I mean? I wasn't, I didn't really know what, and I didn't have any friends that were pregnant at the time either. Like I was partying and everything at the time I was working as a bartender or whatever. So getting pregnant was like a, um, unexpected surprise. So I was completely like clueless. <laughs> You know what I mean? And then the whole birth experience, once again, in hindsight now, because I've grown so much, I'm actually so grateful for the entire experience because it gives me something to um, draw from and that I can speak from experience about all of these um, kind of birth aspects and stuff. But um, my first birth experience, I was overdue, um, so they say. So I was like 12 days overdue by their dating. Um and then I ended up with like the whole cascade of interventions, you know, like they did the whole, um, I got in, induced and I have a lot of like um, sexual trauma history from my teens and stuff. So having like those invasive hands and that invasive procedure in that space, cause I, you know, as most women do, you want to have an unmedicated birth, you know, and you want to have as natural birth as possible and all that kind of stuff. I didn't want to have any drugs or anything but because that process of the induction was like really painful and invasive and quite traumatic, um, I ended up on gas pretty much straight away, you know? So I was like, Oh, and I was kind of devastated about that, but being induced is painful. Like it's, it, like that was, it was just really painful. And I remember this one moment, um, um, after being induced, uh, I don't know, it was, I think, cause there's three rounds of the gel that they do. So I think it was on like the second round of the gel. They were like, just go out, go for a walk, you know, try and get your contractions going and all this kind of stuff. And um, where the host? Explain. I'm sorry to interrupt. But no, you're can right. you explain what um, the process was with the induction when you say there was like three rounds of gel and stuff? Like, um, yeah, because there, there might be some women out here with that who are listening. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, well, so it's like, um, I, I can't, I think it's called, I don't know if it's prolactin. I can't actually remember what it was called, but they put a gel around your cervix to like dilate it or something. I can't really remember all the details of that. I feel like it's so hazy thinking back to that. Um, right. but anyway, like they just put the gel in to kind of 
um, ripen your cervix and that. Mm -hmm. So then it starts the contractions, but they're not natural contractions. You know what I mean? So they're really, well, for me anyway, they were really freaking painful. So here, I don't know if it's the same in the States, but here they do three rounds of it. So it's kind of like you have the first one and then you wait a few hours. If nothing happens, they do the second one and then the third one. And then that's one lot of induction. So that mm. didn't work for me. So then I had to wait like 12 hours or something and then they did it again. So I went through two rounds of the induction and that didn't work um, because it, I was getting contractions, but I wasn't progressing. So they were saying that I was, you know, failure to progress was what they put me under. Uh. Um, and then they, yeah, then they kind of did the whole thing of like, you know, if you're failing to progress, then we're going to have to rush you in for an emergency C-section, you know, because your baby's going to die and all these things. And I was like, Oh my God, no, you know? So, um, it was that, it was that whole typical thing. But I remember walking across the street because the hospital was around, like there was a really busy intersection, um, by the hospital. And as I was walking across the street to just go to the shops, cause they were like, go for a walk, you know, try to like get your contractions going. Um, I remember having the most like intense, like unnatural contraction, like right in the middle of the intersection. Like I fell onto the road, like onto the road. I was like, <laughs> Oh my, oh my God. God. Oh, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. So it's kind of like, I mean, it's not funny thinking back now, but because I've grown so much from that experience and I had two beautiful free births after that, it's just like, wow, man, I cannot believe the difference between these routine, scheduled, you know, what people think are normal hospital births in comparison to what a birth should really be. You know what I mean? And yeah. in the comfort and safety of your home and in the comfort and safety of your own body without um, the intervention of external, you know, influences and stuff. It's Not quite gross real. when you think about it, you know? It is because, like, like it's just crazy. That these quote unquote medical professionals, whatever, think that yeah. they can just like force a baby to be born because they decide it's time for the baby to be born. You know, I know like, it's like it's really weird. Like when you think about it, like how does that make sense to anyone? <laughs> I know. Well, it like it blows my mind because after I've had these two experiences um with my son who's now six and a half and my daughter, he'll be one tomorrow. So um, it's exciting to recall these stories, like you know, yeah. and kind of get in the mood of the birth and stuff. But um it's so bizarre because it makes me literally look at the medical system and the medical birth system and just think like, what the frick? Like yeah. you guys have obviously, <laughs> no, like honest, like you guys have obviously never seen a physiological like birth happen mm -hmm. in its natural state untouched. You know what I mean? Because, like I can just, I don't have to go to university to support a woman in her birth. You know, I don't have to go to yeah. university to get a piece of paper to say, oh, look, you know, I can deliver this baby. I'm not delivering the baby. The mother does. The mother births her baby. You yep. get to witness that. You know what I mean? But like, I feel like so many people in the medical birth industry, it's kind of like, you are so dumb. Like you have no reverence <laughs> or honor for the process, the experience of birth whatsoever. You know what I mean? And the, the fact is you don't even look outside what, you're, what you've learned on this piece of paper to think like, oh, you know, is this actually what birth is like? Is this normal? Like, it's right. it's freaking like insane question to... anything or like just yeah 
just continue to learn you, you know yeah at that point like it's so wild I feel you like 1000% it's just so crazy. like it gets and to I- a point yeah where you kind of look at it and it's like it makes it makes you really angry to, to be honest yeah. looking at it and then seeing these women go through these um you know things all these experiences like so many women have had to go through that experience to come out the other side be traumatized to be like yeah no that's not there's something not right about that and then have to go through all the work to find home birth or free birth or whatever they go with after that you know yeah it it does hurt to see and it but like you said like these experiences sometimes um you know it it it's a, it's a push for some women like yourself, you know, where mm. you're forced to learn the truth and use yeah. that experience to grow from it, to learn and to share with other women to help them yeah, realize it, you know? So yeah. sometimes it is kind of like, um, there's that silver lining, you know, and we sometimes have to go through like something traumatic or difficult to come out on the other side better yeah. or, or in a way I don't know if I'm like making yeah. any sense in my head I'm, no I'm that like, does yeah <laughs> but I'm, yeah no that I'm makes like, it out <laughs> yeah no that makes total sense though like I'm such a big believer in like there is always always a purpose for pain and that's mm-hmm. why it's like you know I can sit here and um I don't have there's no emotional charge for me anymore when I talk about my first birth story like I'm not hurt by it I'm not angered by it um, it makes me laugh, you know, because in comparison to my two free births, um, it's just it just shows me the contrast. And I'm re- I'm actually really grateful for that experience now because, like you said, it's given me an opportunity to grow. It pushed me through a lot that I had to learn about myself and about my capabilities. Like I am yeah. so capable of birthing at home in my own sovereignty, and not because not out of a place of ego or arrogance or anything like that. But it's like, well, no, that's God, you know, planted that innate wisdom within my body for it to just surrender to that process of birth and allow that to happen rather than um, me being dictated to about how my body should function and how I should um, birth my baby, you know, in, in the timing of something external outside of myself, you know? Oh, absolutely. So hospital birth started with the induction and that, that was like the cascade of interventions. Did that yeah. end up with the C-section, like with how they were, no, thankfully. People. So they, they scared me into the C-section and they scheduled me in and I was like adamant. I was like, oh my God, I, I don't want to do this, blah, 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 blah. And it just so happened, um, which I think now when I think back, I'm like, wow, that was like miraculous that that happened because um, I was literally about to go in and then they did changeover, I think. And then a new guy came in and was like, oh, well, um, well let's try the balloon catheter. Um, and if that doesn't work, then we'll throw you in for the C-section, but we'll try this first. So I was like, yep, anything, I'll try anything. So with the balloon catheter, it's like they put a balloon into your cervix and then every so often it puffs up a little bit to kind of dilate your cervix. So six hours later, um, and then when it falls out, then it's like, yeah, your cervix is dilated. So six hours later it fell out. So, um, and I was like, oh my God, yes, it works, blah, blah, blah. And then it's funny because I always find it interesting how they're like, oh, we're going to schedule you for an emergency C-section tomorrow. (laughs) Oh, really? I thought it was an emergency, you know? So then 
they kept me overnight. I was contracting all night by myself. They wouldn't let my support person, which is my sister, and they wouldn't let her stay there. So I was oh contracting in this fucking cold bed by myself all night or whatever. And then 7 o'clock in the morning they took me in and then broke my waters and then all that. So I was pretty much, um, you know, they kind of hook you up to all the machines and stuff. So I couldn't really move. I was standing by the side of the bed. And I couldn't do anything. I just was kind of stuck there, um, huddled over the bed. My sister came in. I was allowed to call her. And then that's how I was in labor for a good, I think, seven till, what time was she born? I think about one, two o'clock or whatever. So I was in labor that whole time just standing by the side of the bed. But it got really painful um, about halfway through. And I was like, oh, I can't deal with this anymore. So I ended up having a shot of pethidine which they put into my thigh. Um, and then, you know, the whole coached pushing, they're like, okay, you need to get back up on the bed, you know, do this, like push, push, push. Oh, um, thankfully, goodness. I didn't have any tears or anything like that. I just had grazing. Um, and then, yeah, baby was born. And it was like, it was because I was, I was on gas and pethidine and all that. And um, it was such an odd experience. And it's like something that I've learned from over time because um, at the time, uh, like for ages, I was like, I don't know what happened here. Cause I expected to have that feeling of elation, you know, like your oxytocin flowing and all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. the minute she was born and they put her on my chest, but I didn't feel that I went into shock and I was like, oh. ah, and I freaked out and all this kind of stuff. And then, um, and then it wasn't till, and it was funny too, because my sister was like, oh, do you want to see the placenta? And I was like, what the hell is a placenta? So I didn't even know what that was at the time, you know. And then when um she showed me a picture of it, and I was like, oh, that that looks disgusting. <laughs> like I had no idea, you know. Um, which I find hilarious. That just like just goes to show how clueless I was. Like how much I didn't know, and how much they didn't tell me, and I didn't think to ask because I didn't know what to ask, you know. Um, right. We just don't know, and like you no. Force us to go through. You would think at some point they'd be like, "Oh, by the way, this is what happens." <laughs> you know, like, yeah. If you but it's like I birth. <laughs> yeah, you know. But I feel like you know, the more I know, especially now after having these um, last two free births, it's like, oh, that's why you don't want us to know anything. Yep. Like you purposefully don't want us to know anything because when we don't know anything about ourselves and our own bodies and our own sovereignty. We, we can't be compliant because why would we be compliant for things that keep us under a element of control? You know what I mean? Like you won't be able to control us then. So seriously, I, yeah, I feel like it all makes sense. It's so true. Yeah. So true. Gosh, like I could go down like the rabbit hole with all that crap. Like it's all just. I know. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh, I guess my like, blood boiling. <laughs> I know. Well, this is the thing, like, as with this, because with both of my free births, I learned different lessons, which was amazing. And with this last free birth that I had um, a year ago, nearly a year ago now, it was, um, it was, it's, it gave me this really steady, still, stable, quiet confidence within myself. And I was like, and it fully, I was like, oh my God, that's why you don't want women birthing this way. Because it look like if you look at the state of the world right now, there's so and like there's so many women. Traumatic birth stories are more common than like happy, excited, loving, all of those kind of birth yeah. stories. And people accept yeah. them. 
people yeah. accept them as normal to the point where if you roll up and you start talking about your amazing positive free birth experience people look at you like oh my god you're weird like can exactly. you just shut up with that and just like be in this circle and talk about the trauma with us and it's like no I'm not going to do that because you know when you think about it energetically too it's like you're sta- keeping yourself locked in that state of fear and trauma instead of elevating above that into a place of like sovereignty like I'm all here for the sovereignty you know what I mean sovereignty under God and all that kind of stuff and it's kind of like when you birth that way and your own sovereignty in your birth zone timing with your baby not against like what your body is trying to do you you get that steady confidence in knowing like oh wow like I am capable like this is what my body is meant to be doing. Like I am connected, you know? And it's like, when you, when you have those feelings and when you have that knowing, no one can control you, you know, imagine if every single woman birthed that way, there's no freaking way that the government and the system would be getting away with the shit that it's getting away with. Um, because women and families and mothers would be in power. Yeah, exactly. You know, there's, there's a whole (laughs) industry, industries, billions and trillion dollar industries that, um, profit off that mother baby diet you know what I mean it's like let's like if from the moment like way before conception way before you even get your period you know what I mean when it comes to period products to birth control to like pregnancy things to timer apps like all the products you know like oh mama don't hold your baby you go back to work and you just buy this little rocking chair instead you buy this crib you hire and like the Mm. other thing too it annoys me it's like you can hire, like mom can go back to work, right? And works a crappy job for a, whatever wage, works all these long hours, but she can pay or um, a nanny or someone to look after her baby or a daycare or whatever to look after her baby. So that person, that's a career for a person, but for a mom, it's not, you know? You so know, there's all like of those elements into sense. it. Yeah. Oh you've been giving me the chills literally with everything you've been saying because like you're like, so spot on like <laughs> my gosh it's so true yeah like, it's literally. a passionate topic you know <laughs> yeah yeah for sure and it's what you said about like energetically the trauma uh conversations and being in stuck in that trauma like energy wise and stuff like that that yeah. is so tied into what you just said too about how um, the control and all that starts way when we're young, like way before our periods and way before that, because yeah. it's almost like the mom has the trauma of the bad birth of a, not a, yeah. I, maybe I said it wrong, a traumatic birth. Yeah. This baby also, the baby is also traumatized. Birth is traumatizing for be- a baby. I think of how they're birthed and that doesn't mean it's negative but then you have like trauma from a birth that's been sabotaged that the Mm. baby's carrying you know and then the mom is just stuck in that and then like forces that upon maybe their daughter that she births like oh well this is what i did this is what you gotta do or this is yeah yeah you gotta do this and that cycle just keeps continuing until someone chooses to break it and or break yeah. it for themselves and however way they do it and like you did you know even after your first birth yeah I mean there's the because there's so many different elements to it you know what I mean and I feel like you don't really understand or know it yourself until you do it you know mm. like I mean you can read all about it you can read the books and you know whatever in theory 
But until you actually like experience it and walk through it, you're like, oh, wow, that's what this is. Like, you know, even um, in my own family, all the women in my family had traumatic births. Like my mom um, has had four daughters. All the births were traumatic. Um, oh. My older sister and my youngest sister um, had traumatic births. They, were, um, they had emergency C-sections and they were traumatic as shit, you know, and it's kind of like, I'm the only one who's, and like, I had this realization not long ago, actually, I was like, oh, wow, I'm the only one who's had positive, a positive birth experience, you know, and um, my two sisters, like their kids are like range from like 14, 11, um, four and two. And both of them both struggle to talk about their births. They just won't talk about them, you know, because they were that traumatic for them. And so it's kind of like, I I don't, I don't stop myself because they know that like I'm obsessed with birth and I don't stop myself from talking about birth around them because I'm like, it's not like I'm being insensitive, but it's like, no, like your experience, that was a shitty experience and blah, 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 you know, but yeah. Yeah. If anything, it makes them feel better with being so vocal, how amazing birth is and how it's okay. You can like heal and move on from that. Yeah. And like, I'm not one to tiptoe around that stuff because I feel like that contributes once again to that like trauma energy. Yes. And I'm like, I'm not going to tiptoe yes. around that and like um, pander to the sensitivity that you have in that area, you know, like, because how Absolutely. are you supposed to grow and heal if you can't even listen to any stories? You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, girl, I feel you 1000% over and over. Yeah. <laughs> and it just, yeah, like it makes me feel grateful because my 10 year old daughter was present um, while I was birthing, you know, Aww. and, and my, my son was there and saw the placenta and stuff like that. So every now and then they talk about it. And my daughter's really excited because she was the first one to see baby's head come out you know and um I just think like that's really cool yeah Yeah. like I'm excited for when they have babies and how they approach that you know knowing that I went and I talk about birth all the time you know and I've talked about it as a positive experience and you know but I also like I don't just go oh it's so great la 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 like you know they saw that I was in you know here in pain and that and I um we've spoken about how some people have um, traumatic births and all this. So I'm really excited to actually have those conversations and experiences with them when they're older and they're in that season of life, you know? Yeah. Because how amazing is that in a way that like society and in every form and entertainment industry and all that, you know, portrays birth to be so painful and terrible and fearful and this and that and like to have your 10 year old there and witness it and be excited about it yeah instead of growing up and being to fear it I think is huge you know like how many women do we know like I was I was one of them that was terrified of birth because heard what I saw how it's portrayed all that so starting it at home with your other children like doing that is just so incredible like just amazing yeah. it's beautiful I, it really is I, yeah like I read this um, I don't know if it was a quote or something um I can't remember who it was actually I think maybe it was the guy from birthing instincts or something but okay. it was something like um it was saying that it's isn't it bizarre that like everyone who exists is born and everyone who exists dies but most people don't witness either Oh, true. You know, like, yeah, like we just live in the middle, but so many people don't experience 
just the natural birth, like watching someone be born and then holding someone when they die. So it's like, that's really, wow, man. Like, yeah. Yeah. And imagine if we did how much more respect we would have for both, much more understanding we would have for both. Like, goodness. Yeah. Like, I know, like, because I'm such a, (laughs) yeah, yeah, it is, you know, like, and because I'm such a, like, moment person like I'm I notice like I'm so grateful that I notice moments you know when when I'm having them or whatever so even things like oh man just made me think because I'm in my room at the moment and I birthed my baby in my room and um it's so like just to you know like I'm laying in my bed and looking in the corner where I birthed her and it's just like oh wow like just such a beautiful experience to have to be able to recall back on those things and to have that moment like you know I'm, I'm so grateful that that you know I I did the work to be able to have that experience you know because free birthing isn't easy so many people think it's an error like yeah oh, it's irresponsible it's like no it's it's like literally the opposite you take complete full responsibility for yourself and your experience you know what I mean so and then to be able to from like the, from your hospital birth to yeah. your second child being a free birth like what yeah. made you go from like one extreme to the other in a sense because like yeah. you said you are taking full responsibility and that's a great point many people just think it's so irresponsible like it's not once you're fully yeah. informed you know yeah yeah well, it's like with my second so there was like a four-year gap or whatever and then um when I got pregnant with my son, I was adamant that I did not want to go through that experience in the hospital again. So I originally planned to just have a home birth with a midwife. Um, but at that time, I literally had no money. Um, and um, midwives here were like minimum, absolute minimum, like six, $7,000. And we didn't have like publicly funded home birth or anything like that in this state. So um, I was like, oh my God, like I literally couldn't afford it. So then I literally was like, oh my God, like I'm going to have to just do this by myself. So I freaked out about it. But then I thought, no, if like, you know, because it's inevitable, birth is inevitable. So I either can learn about it and prepare or not. So then I started preparing myself mentally. I read a lot of books. Um, I actually started reading the book Orgasmic Birth. And that was amazing to read that. Um, I mean, because that's what I was planning for. It didn't, I didn't have an orgasmic birth, but it was really good to be able to prepare myself mentally and learn about you know the physiology of birth i actually had really bad um what's that bloody thing called hg that hyperemesis gravidarum yes (sighs) like terrible yeah like it's bloody horrible like um i actually didn't get diagnosed though because i had a wild pregnancy like well i i went to get um i only went to the doctor to get a referral for a scan um my 20 week scan but other than that I did have a wild pregnancy um and it wasn't until like later on that I kind of realized that I had HG um and that was horrible because that went from like week six to about week 36 and that was constant I was like yeah yeah Um, but um like I tried all the things like ginger peppermint la-di-da like I natural things I'm not big into pharmaceuticals and stuff like that um and like nothing was working so I ended up actually having um weed and that was like so helpful because that helped me to eat that helped me to function 
and all that kind of stuff. Like I used to feel really like, oh, about telling people that because obviously it's no, a bit taboo. God, I but it's like, no. It. <laughs> yeah, you know, but it was, it was the, it literally, I remember there was, um, because, you know, I had my daughter at the time too. She was four years old and I wasn't able to like function properly, like, because I was throwing up all the time or if I wasn't throwing up, I was just nauseous. There was three, I remember three days specifically, I literally couldn't lift my head off the pillow. Like I couldn't get out of bed. And then that was at the point I was like, oh my God, I cannot deal with this. And then I can't remember who it was. Someone mentioned, you know, have you tried, have you tried weed or cannabis or whatever? And we didn't have um, CBD or anything at the time. Like that wasn't legal here. Um, I think it's only just become legal, like literally in the last year or two. Um, So I, yeah, yeah. CBD and that like oils and things. So all I had was just, no, that's still not legal here. Um, oh my god! So, but you can still get it, like whatever. Yeah, you can still get it, but it's not yeah. legal, you know. Okay. But I was just like, whatever. I I need to have that. So I um like I said, because there was no oil, I just had smoked joints in the morning, um, and that was amazing because it literally, like I like I said, I could function, I could speak, I could walk around, I could do things. I was able to eat, you know, and keep wow. it down, and like yeah. drink and everything like that. So um. You know, and my son was happy, healthy, like no health issues or anything like that. I did a lot of study around it as well. Obviously, there's that main study um, about the women in Jamaica who smoked, yes. you know, smoked um, pot or whatever during their pregnancies. And, you know, there's that study. I think that's the main one that's been done. But obviously, there's not really that many around. But I mean, there's a lot of women these days, um, especially on Instagram, that um, uh, talk about it a lot, too, which I think is amazing yeah yeah it's you really know? cool it's definitely yeah. a stigma that needs to be broken because it recognize it as a medicine in many yeah. ways and why you know does it have to just stop there like why because you're pregnant like can you not safely consume when you're you know like, yeah See, that's another one of those taboo conversations because it's like, so it's not all right for me to have weed right when I'm pregnant, but you can jab me with like a million different things, jab me and my baby with all these things, like (laughs) make it make sense, you know? Like, so people need, that's another thing people, I feel like really need to like really honestly think about and question. Like I used to tiptoe around these topics, but it's like, no, you know what I mean? Like you really need to take inventory on what you think you believe and what you think you know and what you've been told and be like, is this correct? Is this fall in love with my values? Like, am I actually digging into this? Am I understanding like the the consequences of like, you know, this over this, all of that kind of stuff, you know, yeah. because in all honesty, if they, the government system, medical system or whatever, if they tell you to do a thing, then you probably shouldn't do that thing. In all yeah. honesty, <laughs> you know? right. I'm always like, do the opposite. <laughs> Whatever the yeah, opposite like, is, is probably the right thing. Yeah, exactly. You know, and there's a whole conglomeration of us women out here, you know, who've gone through these experiences, who have like lived experiences and are telling you these things. Like, why would you take yeah. advice from some dude in a coat who went to a school for four, four years? And you know, once that's another whole rabbit hole too. It's like you do realize that the information that they're learning is like trickled down from an education system that's funded by the pharmaceutical companies that were came, you know, all of that. That yes. could be a whole other conversation. Yeah. But you know, you have to understand that that's where the information comes from. So don't listen yeah. to that. Like listen to the women and the families who have lived experiences going through these things and who who actually live 
what they say you know yeah absolutely like it's almost like people <laughs> speak like I love everything you say I'm, I seriously I still have chills because everything you say I'm just like gosh I love this girl more and more because she's just nails <laughs> it you know exactly like you're on it but it's mm. like it's like everyone wants to experience stories or like hear from people who've gone through something when it's like oh what did you do when you bought this car or like oh what did you what was your experience with when you decided to build a house or something like yeah, that yeah 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 i get you saying yeah yeah I, but when yeah, it I mean, comes to something like birth they want to go talk to a man first of all mm-hmm. a man <laughs> yeah <laughs> most likely it's a man in a white yeah. coat <laughs> yeah you said that's that's being indoctrinated by whatever school he's paying money to be brainwashed by like yeah it's just, it's like, like oh, it's people wake up <laughs> yeah like it's kind of bizarre because I think people don't really understand it. it's like you know having that self-awareness and taking inventory on like you know because you're like you know I understand why people get scared and all that kind of stuff it's like yes you're birthing it's your body your baby you don't want your baby to die obviously that's the number one fear that most people have and it's kind of like so you think like oh essentially I don't trust myself so I'm going to go to an external source because I trust them and I trust these guys that have been around for ages the what the root of it comes from that you don't trust yourself so then that's what you need to work on why don't you trust yourself why don't you trust your own body and your own functions over someone that doesn't know you you know what i mean and it was taught by this external thing you know so it's kind of like that this is the thing i love about pregnancy and birth and stuff because if you are self-aware and you take self-inventory then you get to respond to these questions that your body is bringing up so when you go through these fears your body is telling you something so then like respond you know what I mean? It's like a, like having a conversation between you and your body. It's like, oh, wow, I'm really scared about this. Why? Why are you scared? Oh, I'm scared my baby's going to die. Why? Why do you have that fear? Was it because someone told you that if you don't go to the hospital that your baby's going to die? Did someone tell you that you are not capable of birthing your baby? Like there's so many elements to it. But you'll never know like what the root symptom, like the root cause of it is if you don't ask yourself those questions, you know? Oh, my God. I'll preach for real <laughs> I'm like I, I have these conversations I'm like love them I could talk about them for ages you know yeah and you're it's like so, such a passionate so topic great. and beauty of it because this is what the world needs we need more women who are passionate about this and understand it like you do to keep having these conversations and I know we were like, all right, let's 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 hear your birth stories. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but you know, sometimes this stuff that we like go off on is a little bit more important right now or just needs to be heard right now. So Yeah, you know, um, and like women do need to hear the things, you know. It's like like yeah. you know, like you said, it's amazing to hear birth stories. Like I freaking love free birth stories. Like I listened to quite a few in my in this second free birth and then I got to a point where I was just like I think maybe I was maybe 30 weeks or something and I was like oh I'm done and I didn't Mm. pick up a book I didn't read anything else I didn't um, listen to any more podcasts I literally just sat with myself um, and just enjoyed being with myself you know during that and that was really really nice it was really nice to be like 
connected to my body, you know? And not overdo it. I think sometimes, like, in this birth world or this birth work world, like, sometimes just be overdone and not know when to stop. And then it turns into, like... um going from like comfortable like how you were like you knew you were done you're comfort you're comfortable where you are you feel secure you're you're enjoying it now so like that comfort now turns into like you keep going you do too much it could be like an obsession and anxiety and then like it has to be this way or it has to look this way and um yeah exactly enjoy the the process or the moments like you were saying yeah yeah that's important too for sure yeah so I love and I think too there's really... all... no go ahead you know what you're saying I know I was just gonna oh, say yeah. like it's a really in, a interesting like coming up to those like the last couple of weeks because I went you know once again with the dating about 41 one with this last one and then um you know because you get to that point and you're like oh okay cool here these are the championship rounds man because mentally <laughs> That it becomes a mental game at that point, you know, especially when yeah. you're waiting for a natural labor or whatever. So just being able to sit and relax because, you know, you see so many women who like by that point, they start stressing or they start getting over it and all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. And it's like, you know, literally just like chill the F out, man. Like yes. you're like, I think people, so many, so many women tend to be like, Oh, I just want this baby out. It's like, you're going to be pregnant for only maybe another week or two or a few days, you know, just why don't you just spend that time enjoying it? And enjoy, if you've got other children, spend those last few days enjoying, your, you know, being a mother of two or one or how many until you become a mother yeah. of three. Like it's a whole new initiation into a new season of motherhood. Yes, you're a mother already if you have other kids, but you are like birthing yourself into a new season of motherhood. You are no longer the mother you were. You become a new mother again you know so yeah yeah, so it's like enjoy it like sit in it like revel in it revel in those last couple of days that you get to spend and it's 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 like it's the end of that chapter you know like I think Mm -hmm. so many women forget to just really sit in that place and breathe it in you know yeah Yeah. and it's such a beautiful like (laughs) yeah as well too it's really hard with all the because, you know, if you have, I'm grateful my family um, was really respectful of my space, but I know a lot of women, you know, people, is the baby here yet? Is the baby here yet? All this kind of stuff. That would be so yeah, annoying. So you know, annoying. and that's stressful. Like, yeah. yeah. All the noise, like, shut up and leave me I alone. I never you know? like someone that. <laughs> I know. Everyone wants to be like, oh, well, do your curb walks. Eat eat your dates yeah and do all, have sex and do all this it'll it'll bring the baby out it'll do the ba- natural inductions and stuff like that and it's like you know it's even such an oxymoron doulas, yeah yeah even mm-hmm. many doulas say to do all that and everything and like i don't really like to people to do things like that because it just continues that like obsession or like yeah anxiety or i want baby out. and it's like just just chill like baby's not yeah. ready baby will come yeah. baby's ready you can't be pregnant forever like yeah 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 exactly like even though you're curb walking that's still like some form of like induction you know what I mean like just let yeah it like chill. I don't believe in natural induction I feel like that's such an oxymoron you know yeah. because it's just kind of like <laughs> it doesn't like just 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 leave it honestly it's so beautiful to just leave it like my mm-hmm. favorite favorite experience of like 
labor is the natural onset of labor. Because with my daughter, my first birth, I didn't get to experience it because, you know, when you get induced, you're literally like, it's like, boom, imagine going to your most intense contraction. Like that's the first one that you have, you know, and it's like that for the entirety of, of your birth experience. Yeah. And that's why so many women have traumatic births and they can't handle it and they end up in C-sections because they're like literally at the end of their tether before they've even started, you know, whereas yeah. like when you, it, yeah, you know, whereas when you get to experience, um, a free birth it just happens naturally in the way that your body your body's like yep let's start doing this and then it starts to give off those little elements of you know contractions start to pulse a little bit like at the beginning of my labors I'm always like oh this is so nice and I like dance with it it feels so good um mm. even it's like you know how like it starts to hurt it's like that period pain hurt but it feels like it's this element of blissfulness for me um until it starts to hurt you know and then it's like ah but it's kind of like being able to experience that natural incline you know is freaking amazing like it's so beautiful like I was telling my family because I was here at home I was like oh I'm in labor right now like and because everyone at home has never experienced they've never seen it before you know so I'm like oh this is what it looks like I'm in like early labor right now so it's like I'm having a contraction right now I'm still talking blah, 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 blah. This is what it looks like. And then as the day has gone on, cause I'm literally educating my family. Cause I've got, I live with my parents and my kid's dad, and my kids. Um, and then as the day has gone on and my contractions are getting a bit, a bit harder, it's like, Oh, okay. See, I'm going through one now. And it's just, it's a bit, you know, so they were like, Oh, that's really interesting. So it was, it was, a, it was kind of a funny educational experience too, which is cool. Yeah. Best way to learn. Like you said, like experience yeah. and witnessing it and it's just going the right image of like should be in their mind and no fear at all you know yeah oh my goodness I love it so you offer um like doula support or what exactly do you offer and is it like virtual or in person and then I saw that you also um have you you're into like the water the water yeah 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 well at the moment because I have I you know I'm looking into birth work but because I have my little baby um, I can't be on call or anything like that so um, I've kind of put the physical ones on hold for a little while until I can you know kind of establish that but I have released a free birth ebook so how to plan and prepare for your free birth um, which is beautiful it's a 25 page little kind of journal prompting book um, with the purchase. Um, I do offer like a free kind of consult, like a one-on-one mentorship for that. So we can go through some things. There's a lot of questions that I've kind of put in there. Um, You know, there's some basic ones like planning for your doula or birth keeper. Who would you like to have with you? There's some ones like, you know, what is this bringing up for you? What would you, you know, all of those kinds of things. So I offer um, a one-on-one mentorship for free with purchase for that. If you want to take advantage of that. Um, just to dive through some things, which that's is really cool. cool. Yeah. And um, yeah. And then I've got my water. So that's just like a, um, you know, my Kungan water ionizer machine. Um, yeah. I kind of promote that as well, which is really good. That's a really good, like I've been using that for nearly a year now, which has been amazing for my health. Like that's got the business side attached to it as well. So you can earn money with that one, but quite a few women in our team, 
um, have birthed in that water. So the water um, wow. is free of, yeah, like because, you know, our tap water is full of like heavy metals, toxins, you know, sediment, chlorine, fluoride, all of that kind of stuff. So the machine eliminates all of those things and as well produces molecular hydrogen, which nice. is the smallest, most bioavailable bio antioxidant um, known to man. So it's um, easily penetratable through the cell. So it hydrates your body um, a lot better than regular water would. Obviously in regular water with all the toxins in it is dead. Whereas this water that we use is living, it's, it's active, it has an electric charge. So we drink that water and as well, we have a shower and remineralization system, which is what a lot of the women in our team have birthed in. So it's like lush spa water. So it's chlorine-free um, spa water, which is just absolutely beautiful. So um, eventually that will be something when I start doing physical clients, physical birth, birth work, I'll offer that. Like with the birth pool, you know how like as a doula you can offer the birth pool with um you know so I'll offer the Inespa that as well. That is amazing. Um, That's yeah, really cool. Yeah, like it's such a cool offer to be able to offer yeah, women like chlorine free. Of that. That's yeah, brilliant. you know, brilliant. It's amazing. Like, we we do so much to like, you know avoid like fluoride and mm. heavy metals and all this, you know, and like you don't yeah. think like. If you're doing a water birth, don't even yeah. think about the water. Yeah. And that like is it's, amazing. Yeah. And it's just a beautiful option to have. So then I offer yeah. that as well to um, other birth workers if they want to invest in that Anespa machine um, for their birth services as well that they can hire out to their mums. That's a really great option too. I um, love that. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry for yawning. It, it's no, that's right. Yeah, because it's not time morning. over there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I'm like such an old lady anymore. When I time for bed, I'm like, oh my gosh. But um, bedtime is no, so good, though. I love bedtime. <laughs> yeah, same, same. When when I can get my girl to bed, she's 15 months, and um, you know, we've been bed sharing since she's been born, and I breastfeed and yeah. stuff, and I I give moms credit to figure it out yet not that I don't want her in the bed I don't mind like whatever but the only way I know to put her to sleep when I'm with her is to nurse her to sleep you know yeah yeah um, I still do that I've done that with yeah, all my babies which I'm totally like totally cool with but it's like sometimes um I'm just so tired and she's not ready <laughs> for bed yeah yeah I think <laughs> that's, that's just like struggle. so normal though you know like it's such a being, I feel like being tired, like this is another one of those conversations too where it's kind of like um, if we normalize that conversation of like it's not, it's okay to be tired, like it's normal to be tired, it's normal to kind of have these moments of, you know, because, you know, um, early days I, I um, with this baby, um, my last mate baby, I got postpartum rage, which I've never had before, just Aww. out of pure tiredness, you know, yeah. um, and I was like, oh, wow, but like, to be honest, what really like saved me was having this community of Instagram mums um, at two o'clock in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> just being able to interact or like, you know, just scroll through some posts for um, comfort. You know what I mean? To be like, yo, mama, it's okay. Like, it's okay to be tired. It's okay that your baby's crying. It's okay. You know, like, and it made it feel 
more normal as opposed to like you know um outside in the system world or whatever mm-hmm. that are like oh you know mama just just give baby formula and they'll sleep for longer or like you know sleep yeah. training consultant or all these things it's like no stop doing just That's just comfort her yeah. in the season that she, yeah you <laughs> know like I'm comfort tired. her in the season that, Exactly, you know, like I just, I'm tired, you know, just she just give her comfort and let her know that she's not alone. And so I found that really comforting to know that even though I was alone in my room with my baby and I was really struggling, there's like thousands or millions of women in the same position of me in other parts of the world, you know. I found that so comforting to know. And it is, it is. We got to get back, mm-hmm. to, which I think we slowly are, you know, but we, we got to definitely get back to just being more of like, community of moms of like-minded yeah i think instagram yeah. is helping with that bringing us together which is yes. great because it brought me to you um yeah instagram so. is amazing there's so many amazing like mums in this platform like um i was saying yeah. to my friend yesterday because i love elephants they're probably like one of my favorite animals but like oh um elephants remind me like of women because herds of elephants are females you know and they're headed up by the matriarch the grandmother they're a community animal when they when a mother births they all stand around her and they all praise her and they 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 hold space for her and the baby and they they lick the baby and you know they're such a community animal and like women are so community focused you know and I think that's why so many women feel lost and unvalued and unloved and unnurtured and and like not seen and heard because the our, our external world is based on like masculine you know what i mean and like it's fast yeah. fast fast go 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 and like lack of connect not not lack of connection like masculine is connected but women need connection like we need intimacy we need we need those things we need closeness yeah. and the world that we live in does not provide it for us so that's why i think there's so many of us now who are like finding our community in these online platforms which is amazing you know girl you nailed it again wow so true that's so true and i'm like i never knew that about elephants i always thought they were so cute Mm. like if i could just hug a baby elephant i I would be the happiest in the world (laughs) i'm like obsessed i freaking love elephants they're like the cutest things they really are so cute oh my gosh oh yeah but um okay so I will put the link to your ebook in the description and I'll put oh, perfect. the link yeah. to your Instagram down there. Um, I'll look for your Kangen. Kang- Am I pronouncing it right? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Kangen, okay. yeah. I'll, if you have a link for that, I'll put that down there too. So everyone can yeah, check perfect. it out. Definitely grab the book. Um, yeah, perfect. Yeah, and just and chat and join the community and just follow follow Rhonda and like you know you're a great example of how you can not let your first birth just define you or keep you yes, stuck use in, it. in a use way it. Yeah. yeah yeah like you can have the power to truly like change what you want and what you what you want birth to be like how you look at birth how you understand birth and all of that and it's it's great. It's brilliant. And I would love for you to come back. And yes. I don't know. I just feel like we could just talk. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, anything. there's so many elements to talk about, you know, like yeah. I just feel like I could talk for hours about all the things because I go off on, t- like, I'm a tangent person. You know what I mean? It's like, I have to literally <laughs> write notes to be like, okay, keep on track. Focus, this is what we're right? talking about. 
<laughs> Otherwise, I'll end up 10 topics down the road, you know what I mean? And then I've got to backtrack through 10 topics. So <laughs> it's all good because I'm the same way. I'm like, long story short, but here's like yeah. the inside story. <laughs> I know. In the meantime. <laughs> I know. The amount of time, if I had a dollar for every time I said long story short, like honestly. <laughs> <laughs> you'd be rich oh, right awesome. yeah <laughs> no, this um, was an amazing conversation thank you so yeah, much yeah it really was like i'm so happy now so happy we got to do this so yeah um i will definitely be talking to you on instagram for sure you enjoy your day down you under. too <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah no will you enjoy your sleep yes yeah. <laughs> oh I will girlfriend I will and thank you for chatting like I know we kind of just like went on our own path with it but I like that and I think that yeah. you said a lot of things really need to be heard by a lot of women and um I think you'll you'll inspire I, I know you'll inspire Yay. a lot of women. Even if so. only even if only one, you know, just exactly. think or question or whatever, you know. Yes, yes. I love the it. The power of birth. It is the power of free birth that. Yeah. Mm. That free birth. I love it. I, if every woman would free birth, oh, my goodness. The That's whole, the honestly, the world would change. Like the it world would. would totally change if every it woman really free birth. Would in yeah. the best way possible okay yes, girlfriend definitely. i will talk to you later you get back Beautiful. to your little baby happy first birthday to baby like Ooh, thank you exciting it's so exciting yes and um, right, you have a beautiful sleep and we will chat again you. soon thank you thank <laughs> you bye girl all right bye